worship the Lord this morning. Welcome you. Welcome those of you that are visiting with us today. Uh, we'll be introducing our special speaker for uh, today in just a few moments, but we're uh, delighted to have you here. 
And uh, not only are we delighted to have you here, but we're delighted to have the presence of the Lord God Almighty in our midst. Amen? And I think that is so important. So let's just stop just for a moment before we go any further. And let's just recognize His presence. Because He is here. I don't care what you feel. Your feelings don't mean nothing to me. I don't care what you feel. If we're gathered in His name, you know what the Word says. He's in the midst thereof. So when we're gathered together, and I, I, I'm coming in the name of the Lord. Anybody else come in the name of the Lord today? I, well, we got more than two or three. Hallelujah. So that means, hallelujah. So that means that the Lord is in the house today. Amen. So let's acknowledge His presence among us. Lord, we just acknowledge You. We just give glory unto You. We give praise unto You. We thank You for being present in the house today, my God. Only You know, Lord, what You want to accomplish through this service. Only You know, Lord Jesus, what needs to be done. And so, Father, we commit this service unto You that Your will be done, not ours, that Your will be done, and that, God, that we will praise You and, Lord, respond to You and, Lord Jesus, worship You and lift up that name that's above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And everybody said together, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, don't you feel better? If you don't, I'm just sorry. I can't do nothing else for you. Announcements. Just one thing. There's a lot of things. Just one thing I want to pay attention to, and that is what's happening next weekend. Revival. Revival's happening next weekend. We're going to be seeking after God for the whole weekend. Friday night, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, each one of those nights. Next Sunday morning, 1030, and then Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. Uh, Evangelist Jay Boyd from Tennessee is going to be joining us, a young man, uh, full of the Spirit of God, full of wisdom, even for his age, and uh, we're just looking for a grand move of God. We want this to be a revival, not just a series of service, not just a weekend of something to do, because let me tell you something, folks, I don't know if you understand, I don't know if you recognize it, but we need revival. We need a stirring of God's Spirit in our hearts, and our minds, and our souls. There's junk that needs to be put away. There's healing that needs to be done. There's restoration that we need to receive. And we can only do that as we seek after God. And if we seek after God, we will find Him. Amen? You know, I, I, I told a praise team... Uh, last week, God will, be, God will be in our midst if we want Him in our midst. You got to want it. You got to desire it. So we're going to seek after God. Be inviting, be praying, bring, be, be bringing people here. Because look, if, they don't, if they're not here, they can't hear it. They can't be part of it. And uh, so let's, let, let's, be, uh, let's be praying over all of these things. So let's remember our revival that is coming up. Uh, after, after next week, then we're going to immerse ourselves into Easter. You, you realize Easter's just right around the corner. It, it, is, it is right. So once we get through the revival, then we'll immerse ourselves in Easter. 
and I'll be uh, start sharing with you all the things that will be going on uh, with that as well. So let's move uh, to the next phase here, and that's let's listen to some words from the Word of God. I've chosen for this today from uh, Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 17. A portion of this is very familiar to you, and you've heard it many times before. Paul said, how then shall we call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of, great, of good things, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, the Lord, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's the importance of God's word in our midst. Let's all stand again. Let's continue our worship in song.
Whoa. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence today. Thank you, Lord, for being, Lord, among us, walking, Lord, in our very presence. Lord, like the, like the fire that walked between the sacrifice that Abraham was making unto you when he cut those sacrifices in two and you walked in the midst, oh God. Lord, I feel like that's what you're doing right now. You're walking in the midst of us, oh God, right now. Father, Lord, so because you're in the midst, you're worthy of all the praise. So we worship you, Lord. Father, Lord, may you take the word that is going to be imparted to us today. May you touch Lord Jesse Smith today as he brings to us the message and shares with us the ministry of the Gideon organization. God, Lord, may we hear, may we have receptive hearts and open minds and believe, God, that, Lord, that you can use us to take the gospel around the world. And, Lord Jesus, share the word of God 
Because it's the word of God that breaks the yoke. It's the word of God, Lord, that brings the anointing. It's the word of God that gives us direction and guidance. It's the word of God that helps us in the time of trouble. It is the word of God that blesses us. And it blesses us because you are the word of God, Jesus. So we glorify your name. May the power, may the peace of God rest upon the word now as we receive it with meekness and gladness. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. At this time, we're going to invite um, Jesse Smith, uh, representing uh, the Gideon International, to come and share with us today. As uh, Jesse is coming up, uh, at the uh, end of his presentation, uh, we are going to be receiving our offering. For those of you that are familiar with how we do things, at the uh, every uh, last Sunday of every month, we take up a missions offering. The missions offering this Sunday will be going to the Gideons. So if you want to make an offering, if it's, uh, if it's not a cash offering, uh, you can make a check out to us, to the church, not to me. That make a church out uh, to the church, uh, or if you like giving online, if you would just take a, a tithing envelope, note on that what you're planning to give, uh, and we can when we take that offering, then that way we'll know how much to uh, to 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 to, uh, to make the check out for uh, for this service today. So if you got that, just remember check make uh, Friendly Chapel Church. If you're going to give online, just make a note of what you're giving online, uh, and uh, you can put that on the envelope and put it in the, in the church when we take that offering at the end uh, of the service. So without further ado, we're so delighted to have, I'm going to let Jesse introduce himself. I've just <laughs> met him uh, this morning, uh, but he is, uh, he is living currently in my home neck of the woods. In Goldsboro, North Carolina, right. and so we're delighted to have him. So let's make him feel very welcome with a warm welcome. Thank you. And take your time and enjoy. Our first scripture, our first scripture, Latoya King grew up in Caswell County, North Carolina. She went to North Elementary School. That's only a few miles from where I grew up. It was there at school that Gideons came and they handed out little New Testaments. And Latoya got her first scripture. Hmm. Latoya began to read that little New Testament and read about our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. And she came to faith in the Lord Jesus and her life began to change. You know, when we come to faith in Christ, our life should begin to change. Yes. Absolutely. Her teacher knows the change in her, and her friends knows the change in her, and of course, her parents knows the change in her. But she came from a broken family. Mom and dad separated. She was living with her mother. But she went to her parents and asked them both if they would please take her to church. Hmm. Got mom and dad going to church together. Amen. Hmm. Amen. But about six months after Latoya received that little New Testament in school, she was involved in a tragic car accident. And she died at the age of 12. 
Church, I've often wondered where would Latoya be today if the Gideons hadn't made that distribution. And no one had given to purchase that precious seed, the Word of God. You might ask, who are the Gideons? Well, the Gideons are an international association of born-again Christian business and professional men. We're in 199 countries of the world, and when I share that, I said, don't say, look what the Gideons did, look what our God did, amen? God did that. He calls men and women out of those countries that live in those countries that are believers. He calls them to this ministry of placing his word around their areas, around their areas of distribution. We distribute scriptures, 109 different languages, and we make up, all of us, we're about approximately 250,000, and that's made up by Guineans like myself and our wives, who are all auxiliary members, all added together, it's about 250,000 worldwide. And God did that too, amen. He calls us to this ministry. Uh, we place word, the word in many different places. And uh, I started speaking before I got a video for you. And she's going to play it. CC's going to play it right now. Just some testimonies for you that's touched my heart, and I want you to hear them this morning. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Part of my testimony is that as an Amer Asian and uh, mixed Asian and mixed American heritage, you really had no rights of citizenship. Arrangements were made for me to come to this country, and I came to this country by myself, leaving my mother behind, whom I wouldn't see for another 28 years later. And when I came to this country, because I was part Asian, none of my dad's family would take me in either. When I was 15, I was kicked out of my parents' home. My life didn't get a whole lot better from there. I was a thief, a vandal, a liar, a cheat, a drug addict, a drug dealer, a fraud. There was nothing good in me. As an adult, I discovered that my family is Levite, Levitical. I live among a people who had great obligations that they were to fulfill but didn't. And I was dedicated to not fulfilling them also. For the first couple of weeks, I stayed with my dad at the military base. And of course, on Sunday, we would go to service. And um, during one of the services, um, a military chaplain came up to me and he gave me a gift. And the gift was a small Gideon Bible that was the green fatigue looking Bible that they would normally give to military personnel. Eventually I was arrested in a raid. I was put in a cell in Los Angeles County, California. And wouldn't you just know the way that God works, my bunkmate led the Bible study. I don't remember what we talked about, but I know that immediately afterwards, when I went back to my cell, I got absolutely wrecked by the Holy Spirit. And so I told Jesus, if you want my life, it's not worth anything, but you can have it. When I was a bit younger, my family went to the Boston area to visit a relative and we stayed at a hotel. And I had the good fortune to steal a Gideon Bible. So I began to read the Bible in a pursuit of what it said about death. And I found that Jesus was completely different from anything I had thought of before. I knew the next step was to get a Bible. And so I requested for one from the chaplain at the jail. 
and a Gideon Bible was delivered to my cell. I started reading. I got to know Jesus. I studied his word. I poured it into my soul. And I had the opportunity in that prison on my 25th birthday to be baptized. It's been eight years this week since I got out of prison. And I haven't been put back in handcuffs since. As I began to learn English over the next couple of years, I began to read the Gideon Bible. And then as I began to read Psalm, I came upon this one verse in the book of Psalm, Psalm 27, verse 10, where it says, when my father and my mother forsakes me, then the Lord will take care of me. It was at that point, for the very first time, I began to feel a sense of identity. Jesus was never about religion. He was about a personal relationship. And so I accepted Christ into my heart. I wrote a note in my journal, dear Jesus, please be my Lord and Savior, please. That was a big turning point between my old life of not knowing why we're here and the new life that came about in large part because of that Gideon Bible. And we've always felt a profound obligation to the Gideons. So we're very grateful and shall always be. Amen. You see through those videos there that uh, we place the Word of God in through the military, also the jails and prisons, and you see many other areas there too. The last one, hotels, motels, most people think about the Gideons, they think about that Bible, they see at that hotel, motel. That's just a small amount of scriptures that we, uh, percentage of our scriptures that are placed most of our scriptures go to students, school students, colleges, university students. About over 70% go to those students worldwide. And we know that the scriptures tell us that uh, unless you have a childlike faith, and most people from history and, and data that we know of come to faith in Christ at a younger age. Amen? Not that older people can't. And... Um, James Jewell, he was 81 years old. He lived in Hammersville, Ohio, and he was, uh, even at 81, he was a handyman. One Sunday, he noticed a little orange object on his front porch rooftop. I'm going to lay that right there. And he uh, got his ladder out, and when I share this, I, I tell you, it's probably, if you're 81, you probably shouldn't be climbing ladders on the rooftop. But uh, that's what James Jewell did. He got his ladder out and he climbed up there and he noticed that orange object. He didn't know what it was, but he reached over there and he picked it up and he realized that it was a, he called it a Bible. Amen. It's, of course, the New Testament. And then he thought, who would throw away a Bible? Who would do such a thing? And then as he thought, he said, maybe God's trying to tell me something. All right, amen. So he took it, he went to, he'd sat down at his kitchen table and, and he, would, he would read that New Testament. He said, you know, of course at 81, and some of you know it's, as I get older, that small print's kind of hard to see sometimes, but he, he still managed to get through that scripture, reading that little New Testament. And eventually he found his, his way over to the back of that testament where you would find the plan of salvation. Sometimes at colleges, we'll call it the GPS. And, and they'll leave and they'll come back. The GPS in the back of that testament, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Where, where is it? That's right there. God's plan of salvation. 
in the back of these little testaments. It was there that he began to read about God's love for him, John 3, 16. All are sinners, for all are sin and come short of the glory of God. And then God's remedy for his sin problem, and then it all dawned on him that what God was trying to tell him, that he needed Jesus. It was there that he applied Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he called on the Lord to save him, and the Lord did. Not too long after that, James Jewell was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and they said he faced it with hope, hope for today and hope for tomorrow. You know, we placed the, the word in also hospitals, nursing homes. Ivan grew up in uh, the Ukraine, and he, uh, he got married and, and got involved with drugs and things like that, and it really ruined his, his marriage ended up in divorce, and he was addicted to drugs for over six years, in and out of prison twice. He knew he had to get off these drugs. He went into the hospital a couple of times. It was there in the hospital that Sergi, a former drug abuser, now a Gideon, he got saved, amen, were handing out scriptures, and he gave, use this, but he gave Ivan a little, well, New Testament in the hospital. It's probably one of those bigger ones you see with the large print, soft copies, you know, soft covers on them. Ivan didn't think much about it. He wasn't interested in it at all until he heard about Sergi and his life before and then after he came to Christ. So he began to read that scripture, read that testament. Of course, you read that New Testament, it's going to read about the Lord Jesus. And he trusted Christ sometime later as his personal Savior. And he began to grow. He, he started going to church there, a local church, and started getting involved and serving the Lord. And, and then it dawned on him that, you know what? I'm going to go back to my former wife, and I'm going to share Christ with her. So he went back and, and uh, got up with her, and, and, she, and she saw the difference that the Lord Jesus made in her husband's, former husband's life. And she, too, received that free gift of salvation through faith in Christ. And marriage is restored now. they got four children. He's serving the Lord in his church as a deacon. And he's also he was called to be a president of a charity mission there called Ray of Hope there in the Ukraine. You know, we uh, play scriptures, like I said, 199 countries, and, and God does all the work. Amen. You know, we, we're, we're sores of the seed, right? Sores of the seed. Louis uh, Benable, he grew up in Tennessee. He said up to the age of seven, his grandparents took care of him. And so it was like the Beverly Hillbillies taking care of him, you know. And uh, they loved him and cared for him. And at the age of seven, his real parents, his mom and dad showed up. And his dad told him, son, you got five minutes. Get your junk, get in the car. And he remembers as he drove away that tears in his grandfather's eyes as he drove away. His daddy was, told him he was worthless, useless. And Lewis was determined to prove his daddy wrong. But while he was in school, he would get in trouble and he'd be sent to the principal's office. 
And the principal started to, uh, just to find out a little bit about Lewis, that things at home wasn't very well, wasn't going very well for Lewis. So he told Lewis, he said, I believe I know the answer for you. It's education. And he said, uh, come by my office. And he spent some time with Lewis, just kind of took up with him and helped him with his studies and stuff. And Lewis graduated high school age 16. He got a full paid scholarship to the Citadel. And when he graduated, he was involved there with the uh, uh, nuclear engineering thing, but they put him on a uh, Navy ship, and he was, uh, it was a submarine chasing ship. Usually those submarines would, would uh, chase nuclear subs underwater, okay? But he said it wasn't much to do on that ship, and they would p- play trivia games. I notice your trivia questions up here. And, uh, but he memorized the answers to those trivia questions. And, and they would play, had money involved there, and he said he won much money that way. He said, but it was a, it was a gentleman on, on board there that had a biblical trivia game. And he hated that guy because he didn't know anything. He'd never read a Bible before. <laughs> he didn't know anything about the question nor the answers. So he said, yeah, I, I need to find a Bible and read up on what's going on here. And, and so he looked around the officer's ward there, and he, he saw a book underneath the TV stand, and he, he went over and he, he pulled it out. He saw Gideon's written on it. He said, it must belong to Officer Gideon, is what he thought. <laughs> and he asked, he asked, he says, Officer Gideon here, and, and one of the... Uh, other officers in the back said, well, he's not, I think he was with us a few cruises back, but he's no longer with us. But he took that Bible and he, he began to read it. And uh, he said, uh, some people, you know, have favorite verses like John 3.16. His favorite verse ended up being Romans 5.8. For God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He found himself on his knees crying out to God. He said, God, if you have this wicked sinner, I'll make you Lord of my life, the rest of my life. But whatever you do, don't call me to be a pastor or send me door-to-door witnesses. (laughs) He said about seven years later, fast forward seven years, he was a pastor and he was going door-to-door witnessing. (laughs) And uh, he ended up uh, getting involved with church plants and he helped plant churches in Pennsylvania, Virginia, Maryland, South Carolina, Georgia, also the country of Israel. God used him in a big way. He says he's led, over, led hundreds of people to the Lord, and he's preached to over 6,000 people at, at one time. And some people asked, you know, what happened to his daddy? And his daddy came down with a terminal illness, And he went to his daddy just to share with him the difference that Jesus made in his life. And when he talked to his daddy about salvation, his daddy said, I don't deserve to be saved the way I treated you, son. And Lewis said, no one deserves to be saved. It's a gift from God, amen? God's grace, right? Through faith in Christ. He led his his father to the Lord. He said for, uh, for a few months there before his father went to glory, he had a dad. The Lord works in the mysterious ways, doesn't he, sometimes? 
you might ask, how can I, how can I help get God's word into the hands of millions of people around the world, people that need a savior? And several ways you can help us since we have like three, three things that we ask for churches to help us with. And if you would pray for us, when we go out to do ministry, make distributions, do personal witnessing, things like that, we don't want to go on our own power. We want to be filled with the Spirit and be led by the Lord, okay? And uh, so uh, pray for us that, we, that God will just enable us to do the work he's called us for. Amen. And also, we come asking for more members. Your business or professional man born again, right, even a four-year college degree, you can qualify to be a member of the Gideons International. And then if the husband joins, the wife can also, if she's saved, she can also join, and they can do ministry together. My wife and I, we do ministry together. Okay? Um, I've got an ap application with me. Uh, Brother Dale uh, Dowden sent one with me and, and to some of the other churches where we're speaking at today. So if God's just touching your heart today, you say, you know what, a lay ministry, and I, I, I give this example. If you reach in a box and take out a little testament, hand it to a student, college student or something like that, go to a hotel, go in that hotel and, and check to see if the Bible's there. If one's missing like this gentleman here we saw, um, Jewish guy who stole that Bible. If they're missing, we kind of in a way, so we sort of rejoice because we think, Lord, he's burdened somebody to take that Bible with them so they're going to read it and come to Christ, okay? But uh, replace that Bible. And we also we open it, and if they're damaged in any way, we replace it and put a new Bible in there. So if you go in, you say, you know what, this Bible looks like it's done. It's because if it's worn or torn or anything like that, we replace it with a new Bible. Those old Bibles we'll take and put soft covers on them and use them in jail and prison ministry. We we'll also go, you know, jails and prisons. You saw the gentleman here that uh, he was in jail. Stacy Truel, Stacy Meadows, lived in Huntington, West Virginia. I wasn't planning to share this, but it came to, the Lord gave me that. So he, uh, he grew up in a Christian home, went to Christian school. But as he got to be a senior there at Christmas time, he left home and got involved with all kind of things. And, and uh, I'm not going to mention everything he got involved with, but he ended up getting arrested, and uh, when, he, when he put him in jail, a gentleman came up to him with the Bible in his hand and said, I, I know what you need, and he told him, he said, get away from me, I don't want to have anything to do with your God or his Bible. He said after he sobered up three days later, he had a Bible in his cell and began to read that Bible. He didn't come to Christ the first day or two. It's like three months before he came to the Lord Jesus in faith. If you ask him now, he's out, and uh, God called him to be a missionary to the missionaries. He was in heavy construction. He could handle those heavy machinery and things like that. And God called him to go to Papua New Guinea to build roads for the missionaries over there. But he said, if somebody asked him, you got arrested, he'd say, nope. 
I also go to jail ministry there in, in Goldsboro, to the jail there, and I'll share this with them. He said, nope, I didn't get arrested. I got rescued. Right? So I tell those guys, if you're here, you can't do anything else but read the Word of God. You might not feel like you got arrested later. You might say, I got rescued. God's getting their attention. Amen. More members, pray for us. Also, the money that you give for donations, okay? Um, this ministry, I think, is one of probably the most economical ministries out there. And the outreach, I think, is unmatched. That's my opinion, okay? Economical in that, you know, our members in other countries and things like that, they're self-supporting, all right, because they're business and professional men. They're self-supporting, take care of themselves. The only thing that we need help with is the seed, the Word of God. So if you give, 100%, 100% goes to buy Scripture. All right. We know that to be saved, you've got to have faith in the Lord Jesus, and faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, right? Preacher just shared that this morning. So as you give, it's just buy Scripture. All right? Dollar and 53 cents on average what a little testament like this costs worldwide, all right? A big Bible, like $5, all right? <clears throat> it's one, one other way. You know, we come once a year. Thank you for your faithful support. We, we call you a partner, partnering church, okay? You partner with us. And, and actually, we're, we're partnering with you because we're just extending your outreach you know, you think about missions, okay? We know the Lord's desire none be lost, all right? And that uh, how are we going to get the gospel out there? Well, we help extend your outreach in an economical, okay, way, right? But when we're gone from days like this, after these Sundays, Gideon Sundays, you're able to use the Gideon card program. It does the same thing. When you make donations, you send money into the Gideon's, 100% goes by Bible. Of course, it's tax deductible, too. Everything you give to get is tax deductible. But these cards are really, really nice. You, you might go to the, to the uh, store there and buy a card. It might be close to $5, something even over that, maybe. Well, you can use a card like this, make a donation of one Bible. It's $5. And you can send it to a friend. And we call it, it really touches three people. The person that sent it, the person that received the card, and the person that reads that Bible or that scripture that you purchase, okay? That's a wonderful way to uh, your local camp. You say, well, how, who pays for these cards? Your local camp pays for that. You get in, uh, get in uh, Johnson South Camp pays for all these cards for you. And when you get short on cards, they'll send you some more. But this is an in-memory card. And Bible's placed in memory of a loved one that's passed on, to, to, gone on to be with the Lord Jesus. And I was thinking as I was sharing that, our church back in, in uh, Graham, before we moved, the pastor said he got more thank yous for those Bibles that the church has made in memory of that loved one, or a church member that went on to be with the Lord than he ever did for flowers. Now, if you're in the florist business, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> but uh, also... And recognition, special event in someone's life, birthday, spiritual birthday, pastor, 
his wife's birthdays, son school teacher birthdays, whatever. And uh, thinking of you, got someone that's uh, going through a hard time, illness, maybe a spiritual situation, send them a thinking of you card. Let them know you're praying for them. It's a wonderful way just to support the ministry, get the word out. We used to have a saying, send the word, change the life. couple was in Florida, church couple. They were out visiting the neighborhood, visiting families and stuff, and they, they went to this elderly couple's home. They went into their home, they invited them in, they went in, they sat down there, and they noticed the picture of a military man there on the table, and they said, is that a relative or is that your son? And the elderly gentleman sitting there, he, uh, he just got up and left the room. He came back, and uh, he brought a little Worn, tethered, New Testament. They tell me that it's probably a dark green testament. This is, of course, an orange one. He came back and he sat down and he shared this story with that couple visiting from the church. He said, we, yes, we had, a, we had that's pictures of, of our son. And at a young age, he joined the military. But they said that was a problem there. He was, he was lost. And they would pray because he knew it was very dangerous being in the military that he could lose his life, he could be killed. And so they would pray for him, and of course his son went off to the military, and, and uh, they would pray for him many sleepless nights praying for their son. And it wasn't long after that they were notified that their son had been killed in combat. They, um, several months later, too, they received his personal belongings, and when they were going through it, they found his little testament given to him by the Gideons, okay? And when they opened it, they seen a, a little note folded and slipped inside that little New Testament. It was written by their son's immediate commander, and this is what it said. Dear sir, we found the body of your son in a fighting position. This testament, this Gideon testament, was clutched in his hand, and his fingers were inserted in two places. Page 210, where you find John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay. And in the back cover, where you find the plan of salvation. And this is what they found on that back cover. My decision to receive Christ as my personal Savior. Confessing to God I'm a sinner and believing that the Lord Jesus died on the cross for my sins and was raised for my justification, I do now receive and confess him as my personal Savior. Signed their son two days before, before that bullet found its mark and took his life. That elderly couple said, you know, a testament was worn and tethered then. It said, we, uh, some things money can't buy. It said, the elderly dad said, we wouldn't take a million dollars for this testament. For on those long days and lonely nights, we'd take it out and we'd read it. And we'd thank God that we'd see our son again one day.
And my last testimony for this morning is Harriet Burnshurst. She was a nurse. She worked in the ICU at Milwaukee County Medical Complex. She came in one day, and, and the wives of the Giddings were there handing out little white testaments to the nurses there. I'm just going to hold this up, play like that's white, okay? They, um, and they were handing out New Testaments to the nurses and staff coming in, and, and she came by, got a New Testament, didn't think anything about it, went back to her locker, tossed it in there. And about nine months later, a young man by the name of Gary was admitted to the ICU. Now, Gary was 18 years old, but Gary was very, very seriously ill. She found out at the age of 14 he had left home and got involved with street drugs and alcohol and those kind of things. He had hepatitis, and Gary was dying. She was attending to him during the day, and she noticed that on the third day, his heart was really, really getting weak. And she called the doctors in. They came in and told Gary, this Gary, we, we've done all we can. You're bleeding internally. Nothing else we can do. Of course, Gary began to cry and weep. And Harry went over to him and said, Gary, is there anything I can do for you? He said, don't leave me. Don't leave me. And then as he thought a little bit, he, he said, uh, I'd like to see my mom one last time. By that time, the, the, his room was filled up. We had eight doctors in there, masks and gloves. They didn't want to catch anything that Gary had. It was a training hospital, so there was a lot of young doctors in there. But she ran out, and she looked through his folder and found his mother's phone number, and she ran to call his mother. But she wasn't prepared for the answer that she was going to get. She got Gary's mom on the phone. Look, Gary's very, very ill. He's not expected to live. He wants to see you. Please come quickly. And Gary's mama said, Gary's been nothing but trouble his whole life. I have nothing for Gary at his time of death. Phone call ended. Harriet was just in tears. She started praying. Amen. Lord, what, what am I going to tell this young man? What am I going to tell this young man? The only thing came to mind, Psalm 23. What am I going to tell this young man? Psalm 23. She ran back to her to the locker room there to try to get herself kind of together again. And she remembered that she had that little white testament in her locker. She reached in there, she pulled it out, she ran back into Gary's room, and she went over to Gary, and Gary says, My mom coming. She didn't answer. But she did say, Gary, reading from this book at times like this can bring comfort. Can I read to you? He said, yes, I remember my mom reading about a shepherd in still waters. And she said, yes, let's read Psalm 23. Amen. She started reading Psalm 23, and she got through with that. She just took that little testament, and she led Gary to the Lord Jesus. She said when she started reading that scripture, a peace fell over that room. She looked around and was on dry eye. In the place. She was holding Gary when he breathed his last breath. 
He went back out to the nurse's station, and his chief physician that was in this Gary's room there came out and said, is Gary's mom coming? He said, no. He said, but a good shepherd showed up. One of those young doctors that were in the office, in, the, in Gary's room there, came and asked, how can I get one of those little books? And she arranged for him to get one. She says, now when he comes down the hall, he'll reach in his pocket and pull that little testament up. He's equipped, he's ready to go, amen. amen. Church, I'd like to thank you for your support of this ministry. You know, God does all the work, amen. Sometimes we're able to, you know, some plant, some water, but God bringeth the increase. Well, sometimes we're able to lead others to Christ. And jail ministry is a, is a great, got a friend of mine told me it's like fishing in a barrel, you know. But uh, some of the men are, are really looking for a changed life. And they're hungry for the Lord, okay? Others are not, but uh, some are. But thank you for your strong support of this ministry. Uh, Brother Dale Dowden told me that, uh, gave me a number like 10,700 scriptures. If you look at the funds given to the Gideons over the past several years that he has records of, um, that it was a tremendous, tremendous offerings in this church. So thank you, thank you. We also have one video. I told CC I'll probably forget this, but we got one video for you to see at the end. Think about world missions and think about areas that we may go. Many places our brother Gideons will ride bicycles or they'll walk with the scriptures, okay? So as you see this, this uh, video here, you'll see that uh, a lot of places that maybe uh, never had a Bible before gets them through this ministry. Thank you. Pastor, I'll turn it back over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it so much. Praise the name, if you don't mind, make your way on up. I, I always, I'm always refreshed every time we have a Gideon speaker. When you hear these testimonies of what the Word of God uh, actually does, and what the Word of God brings to us. And you know, that is so, so very important. That, because as, as, as Jesse has said over and over and over again, it's, it's God's one who does work. He just uses us as His instruments in His hands. We're not the work, we're just the instruments to get it done. And so... We're going to invite you in just a few moments to, uh, to come and to uh, share.
Because this is, uh, Jesse said something else I think is very important as well. Because all of us are not called to do this kind of ministry. All of us. I can't even be a Gideon. If I could, I would. Because I, I believe in the ministry. But I can't be a Gideon because I'm a pastor. They don't allow pastors to be Gideons. They probably figured if we get in, we'll mess the whole thing up. That's right, that's right. But, but I understand that when you give like this and you support other ministries, that just become extension of your ministry. You're touching other people. You're blessing other people. So whatever you can give, just give liberally, give faithfully, give lovingly, because that's all God expects of us. And... May I add, give cheerfully. Put a smile on your face when you give. That's, that's always a good thing. So we're going we're gonna to receive the offering. Now, if you'll stand with me, we're going to receive the offering. We're not going to pray over the offering first. We're going to pray after you give your offering. If you don't mind, for those who, who, who would, when you come to give your offering, do you mind just sort of gathering here in the altar because we want to end with prayer. We're going to have a moment of intercessory prayer uh, and there's those that we need to pray for and uh, ask for God's blessing and also praying for our upcoming revival and uh, keep that uh, before our minds and for the Lord's mind as well. So as the praise team, as we begin to sing, you'll be welcome to come and to share your gifts with, uh, with, with Gideon International.
giving. We're going to pray over this offering just in a moment. Before we do, for any of you that may be here, those of you that be listening into this service or listening in right now, you've heard a lot of testimonies about people who just picked up the Word of God and believed. There's no greater gift than anyone can ever give to you than the gift of faith. Because remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when you give the Word of God, you're given a gift of faith. It's up to people to receive it or not receive it. So in this, as we pray this prayer, if you've not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, why don't you consider asking Jesus to come into your heart and to your life? Maybe there's those that you just need to renew your faith in Him. Sometimes we need to do that. The Lord Jesus Christ is just as close as the mention of His name. He cares about you. So as we make this prayer, all you have to do is, is acknowledge who you are, believe who He is, confess you're a sinner, and confess He's the only way of salvation. And receive Him as your Lord. Amen. Amen. With that, Jesse, would you join me here, brother? We're going to lay our hands on this little box. And we're going to pray over this offering. As you said, God does the work. So wherever He wants to send it, wherever it's going to go, that's what's going to happen in Jesus' name. Y'all come and join us as we pray over this offering this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we humble ourselves in the hand of the Almighty God right now through the Spirit of the living God. Father, Lord, we lay our hands, on Lord, on this little emblem of a church, oh God. Lord, because, God, we give this money. We give it in faith, believing. Lord, there may be some who gave sacrificially this morning, God. Just like that woman with the, with the might that God, that she only had two cents to her name, but she gave it, Lord, unto you. And Father, Lord, you multiplied it many times over. So, Father, now we ask, oh God, that you will touch, that you will bless this offering that is received by the Gideon International, that, God, it will buy Bibles, and that those Bibles will go out, souls will be saved, People will be comforted. The Lord's day will be delivered and, Lord, brought to a knowledge of who you are. Father, Lord, I, I lay my hands, Lord, on Jesse now. God is a representative of Gideon International. That, God, that you will bless these businessmen who have given themselves, God, to this ministry and under this task. And, my Father, Lord, so we're accomplishing one thing, oh, God, that they ask God to pray, Lord, for this ministry. Lord, in this prayer, we also ask, oh God, that Lord, that you will send more laborers, more men that will be women and women that will be willing, Lord, to take up the mantle and Lord, to carry this ministry forth. God, we're donating, God. So, Lord, we're fulfilling another request of the Gideons. And so, Father, Lord, we ask, God, that you will use all of this for your glory and for your honor. We also ask Jesus that there's anyone that has listened to this prayer that's lost and undone without you, that's struggling, God, 
Lord Jesus, that as lost as lost can be, that God, they will be found. And Lord Jesus, they will give their heart to you. Lord Jesus, not because of my prayer, not because of Jesse's word, but because the spirit of the living God is working and moving and piercing to the hardness of the heart and Lord, making it soft. So thank you, Jesus, for all you've done, all you've given, and all you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. And amen, amen, amen. We're not through praying yet, okay? Uh, is there anybody that needs intercessory prayer this morning? We, we've, got, we've got a lot of sickness in our fellowship, and there's sickness all around us. I was thinking this morning, I know I've, I've said this before, and I, I am so sick of sickness. Seems like we have just been, people can't help their sick. We can't help these things. But it hinders, it hinders people's lives. And so we just want to pray for those that are sick. We want to, first of all, give thanks for surgery. Amen. Amen. For Cynthia. That she can come in this morning without a walker. She can walk upright. And the most glorious thing, she says she has no pain in those legs anymore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're rejoicing. Amen. We're rejoicing in that with her right now. Is there, is there anyone, I know uh, Terry uh, Adams, let's pray for Terry. I mean, he really crushed his toe big time. And uh, so we want to pray for Terry this morning and ask for, uh, for, for God's grace in his life. For all that are sick, there's a lot of people with COVID right now. There's a lot of people that uh, have other situations. And there's some situations that God knows about. And God sees these situations and they're desperate situations. There's people who need deliverance. There's people who need your help to God and only you can only you can change the situation. See God as we're gathered here in the altar right now. Lord, we lift up all of these needs. That God, the needs of our church, Lord Jesus, we're praying, God, that you will intervene. Thank you, Lord, for the touch of, Lord, that you've given to Cynthia. And God, we pray for Terry, God, that you will, Lord, lift him up. And Lord, that you will bless him. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for others that have been struggling with faith. But yet, Lord, you've got them on the right road again. So God, we thank you, Lord, for that. Father, Lord, for these desperate situations, Lord, that you know about, you see. God, I'm praying, I'm asking in the name of Jesus Christ, you will bring deliverance. God, you will step right in those situations where it seems like the enemy has just taken control. But God, you are greater than all the powers of hell. And Lord Jesus, you're able to set the captive free. Lord Jesus, those that are captivated, Lord, by drugs and, Lord, alcohol, God, we pray for deliverance for them, Lord Jesus. Those that are addicted to drugs and pills and, Lord, all kinds of these things are addicted to pornography, God. We are praying, Lord, for release and setting free. Lord Jesus, set them free in Jesus' name. Father, Lord, we're praying for our revival, Lord, that's starting Friday night. 
God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, that you will come and intervene. And, Lord, we will have a true revival, God. Not just a coming together, not, not just meetings, God, but, Lord, and walk away and say, well, wasn't that nice? God, I'm talking about soul-shaking. House-shaking. Heartbreaking. Sin-revealing. God, I pray for Jay Boyd, that Lord, that, that you, this young man, that God, that you will, Lord, help him and to show him and direct him, Lord, as he's preparing, Lord, for coming to be with us. And Father, I pray, God, that, Lord, that your way, your will will be done in all of us. Now, Lord Jesus, as we go from this place, we go in faith, believing that you're able to do all things. And there's nothing impossible with you. Before we say amen, is there anyone that needs special prayer this morning? You'd like to be anointed for? I'm going to miss that. Is there anyone? Thank you. Amen. It's better. Hallelujah. Father, Lord, Beverly come before you. She knows she's a child of God. But sometimes we wonder and we stray. And sometimes, Lord Jesus, our minds get muddled and confused. And Father Lord, and we, 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 we put things in our lives that shouldn't be there. And Lord Jesus, Beverly now is coming. She wants to renew her faith in you. Lord Jesus, starting again. And that is all right. Because all along the way, there's starting points. Lord Jesus, there's places where we come back to. And Lord Jesus, we start all over again. So Father, Lord, may you bless her. Bless her mind, oh God. Give her the strength, Lord, that she needs. Lord, renew that right spirit in her. Lord, as she's again immersing herself in the Word of God. Lord, speak to her through the Word. And let her see, Lord, what she needs to do. Thank you, God, for the gift of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of sanctification. Thank you, Lord, for filling us with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, Lord, for renewing us day by day, oh God, as we take up that cross and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I know you have one of these. Just, just, just a reminder. You take up the cross and follow him. Amen. 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 I would like to say a prayer for your new cancer. Amen. We need to pray for that to go away. Amen. 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 I've got I've got a couple more skin cancers I've got to deal with. God is good though. Amen. God is good. So, I'm going to turn around. I prayed for y'all. Y'all pray for me. Amen. 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 Thank, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we rejoice in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, just add your anointing. Add your power, oh God. Lord, where there is no power, add strength where there is no strength. Add grace, oh God, Lord, in the midst of all the things we go through. Thank you, God. 
Thank you for your healing power, for your grace and your mercy, and all that you do for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you, God. And Lord Jesus, as the Apostle Paul said when he was praying for that thorn in his flesh, he prayed three times, and Lord, you just simply said, my grace is sufficient. God, that's, that's where I stand at, God. Your grace is sufficient. And I'm like the Apostle Paul. I will glory in my infirmities. Lord, and I will praise you, O oh God, in the midst of my trouble. Lord Jesus, for when I am weak, thou art strong. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, thank you. So God, as Paul also taught us, in everything we give thanks. So Lord, so no matter what the trouble is, we say thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you. And Lord, if you just choose to supernaturally remove it, God, hey, hmm, that's just icing on the cake, Lord. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, we submit to your authority. Yes, And your will be done. Yes, thank you, In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Amen. You love the Lord? The Lord loves you. God, go in God's blessing in His peace, His grace, and mercy. Amen. 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 Amen.